Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast. O'Brien, uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out. Miles and Jack. Got Mad Boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. A warm up from Low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For Jessica Seats with myself, Greg Eubes and now part of the Beeson family, a podcast. And we've got a tremendous podcast for you. It's in the second segment. We're going to be getting an urgent injury update on our good friend Jim Root, one of the absolutely tremendous gentlemen over there at the three-man weave. Unfortunately, he was playing basketball and he tore his ACL, so a much-needed update there. But on a little bit more of a serious note, we're going to be talking with him about any takeaways from teams or players with regards to these foreign trips, not necessarily looking at the results because, I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. I've been addressing this on the podcast the last few days. Not really something to take a lot of stock in, but something to take a little bit of stock in is guys that are seeing a little bit more of a role, teams that are going with a little bit of a funky lineup, things like that. So we're going to be talking to Jim about if anything has stood out to him. We're also going to be talking about some of the teams that have stood out to Jim since we have been taking a look at things here in the offseason and the three-man weave. They've got their top 40 list of the top teams of college basketball currently churned out. If there's been any teams that from the beginning of the offseason to now that maybe he's had a little bit of a change of heart on, teams that he's feeling a little bit better on, teams that he's feeling a little bit worse on. So we're going to be having that chat with Jim. Only going to be a two-segment show today. Just really did not wind up getting any player movement in on Tuesday in college basketball. Not a lot of news to really pass along. The biggest thing that wound up happening in college basketball on Tuesday is you wound up seeing one gentleman in Chris Freeman from Jackson State go to New Mexico Highlands. So really not a lot to wind up breaking down there. So I'm going to keep this a little bit shorter, but have no fear because conference previews, we're going to have more of those this week. I plan on doing the MAC within the next seven days and the NEC is going to be coming just a little bit before the MAC. Just wound up being a case which I was able to get a guest on a day before with the NEC rather than the MAC. So both of those are going to be coming your way within the next few days. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you, or just anything that you want flushed out on this podcast in general, you've got one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM, they mean does not matter. As per usual, please just send these into the timeline. And the other way, it is via an Apple podcast review. If you're at this podcast, five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. No questions in today. So let's get into our chat next on the other side with Jim Root right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Spears, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds 
you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude, today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in your open space. Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in your open space. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in in your open space. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? 
we're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Cousin Cousins with myself, Craig Spears, and now a part of the Beats and Family Podcast. And it is always great to be joined by Jim Root. He does a terrific job over there at the Three Man Weave and. If you're looking to follow the network on Twitter, that is at the number 3MW underscore CBB. I know he's also doing some great work over there with the field of 68 as well. And along with our good friends Kai and Matt, Jim, one-third of the three-man weave that is currently doing their top 40 countdown. As you're listening to this, they're going to be into their top 25. So always a must-follow for that. And for Jim, you're able to follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. And that is 2ND on second and Jim it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, happy to be here. Appreciate you plugging that Top 40 Countdown. Definitely hope folks check that out. We think it's a great way to get some excitement around the sport here in August and get a you know team discussion going every day. So check that out. And if you've got feedback, feel free to throw it at us. We're happy to have a discussion. Yep, I am not going to ruin the entire Top 40, but I can tell you, as we wind up doing this interview, Auburn was clocking in at number 26, so they are now into the Top 25. So going to be very interesting to see what we wind up getting out there and before we wind up taking a look at these teams we got to get a very important injury update Jim I know that you were playing some basketball you unfortunately wound up going down with a pretty gruesome injury what is the timetable for the return of Jim Root and could we expect to see Jim being at peak form in March oh man I think I'll be able to walk and jog in March I'm not sure I'm gonna be back on the court it is a torn ACL with a slight meniscus and their MCL tear as well I'm putting off surgery until October because I got to do some physical therapy and got a couple trips on the docket that I don't want to be you know totally bound to crutches for but yeah you know big time knee reconstruction and I have now aligned myself with every college player that has torn an ACL. They're all my best friends. Javante Perkins, I'm rooting for you. Everybody out there, you have my ACL support. I cheer for them all. Yes, sir. It is certainly a little bit of a tough one, but we know that there is no keeping down the best. And Jim, he is going to be firing all cylinders this college basketball season. Be assured of that. This man is the Michael Jordan when it comes to gentlemen that wind up taking a look at the game of college basketball. And let's dive into that because I did wind up alluding to the fact that Auburn, they clock in number six in terms of your three-man weave power rankings coming into the upcoming college basketball season. And with Auburn, I know there was a lot of hubbub as to the games that they wound up playing in Israel, playing a couple close ones and things like this. Do you wind up taking anything whatsoever out of these foreign trips? Because I do think that it's good for teams to be able to get some chemistry, be able to get in a few extra practices. But I'm personally someone that even if there is a close game between like Kentucky and the Bahamas, you're able to go down the list of these teams on these foreign trips. It just doesn't really cause me to be any less bullish on a team based on what I wind up seeing in these games. Right with you. The results, they don't really matter to me in terms of the team and what happens. I like to look at 
rotations and individual guys that maybe are performing better than I expected. On the note of ACL guys, it's great to see somebody like Nermari Burnett making an impact for, for Alabama. So those are the kind of things I like to see from the individual perspectives. And then just in the general sense, I do kind of look to give a slight bump early in the season, maybe the first couple weeks, to the teams that were able to go abroad for 10 days and, and live together in a hotel and, and have a little more of a bond, some chemistry. I haven't done the full data deep dive on the early season ATS records for those teams. I just kind of, from an anecdotal lens, feel like that helps, should give them an edge early on just because they've had a chance to, to get in the court together, play something semi-competitive, ignoring the real team results, but still using those trips as a little bit of a basis for some takeaways. Yep, I do think that that is very important, and I'm so glad that you do allude to that as Jim Root. He does a tremendous job over there at their three-man weave. He is joining me right here on the podcast because I do think that's a big thing to take a look at right now. It's on one of these cases where it's like, oh, insert your Big Ten team here, wound up losing to Belgium or something like that. That would be a quad three loss. We've got to put them down. But you know what? We have to factor in the fact that it was like a seven-hour body clock game or anything like that. That is not what we're here to do in terms of a lot of these. But I do think that it is important to take a look at these rotations because there are some coaches that they're known to be just playing the exact same style. With Virginia, they are not going to go off the reservation. They're going to play the pack line defense. They're going to be super-duper slow. Wisconsin is going to be methodical with the ball. They aren't going to wind up changing things up too much. But you do have other coaches. Like, I think Illinois is a good example of this. They have played very slowly the last few years. But towards the beginning of the Brad Underwood era, they were a team that they were looking to press, be able to generate a lot of seals. And those, I think, are the teams that are most intriguing because you do have some coaches that – they never wind up really changing their style. They need all the players to fit their mold. Meanwhile, you've got a coach like a Brad Underwood, like a Bob Huggins, if you're looking for a biggest example, where they wind up adapting to their team. And these are the teams I really want to see the most from. Yeah, no doubt. And look, I'm not telling people to not you know, have fun reacting to the results. If a Big Ten team loses to Belgium, let's bury them. I'm, I'm all for that. We can do that and <laughs> get those jokes off. But if you're you know really trying to, to get down to it from a gambling lens, I think overreacting like that would be a mistake. But yeah, it kind of has been a big tenet of the three-man weave to to go by the coach and the system and, and how the players fit in that system. And as you mentioned, some coaches are more willing and able to adapt the system to the players they have. Whereas, like you said, Wisconsin, they're usually recruiting a certain kind of player that fits their system, whereas somebody else like Underwood maybe is recruiting the best player available and then tailoring the system to who he has. So if there are some teams like that abroad, and I believe Jeff Goodman at, at Stadium has a full list of the teams that are taking those foreign trips. And if you see someone on there like, I think, Wake Forest going abroad, they obviously lost two critical pieces in Jake LaRavia and Alondis Williams. So you get a sense looking at those box scores for who's actually making the impact. Are those kind of guys that you think can make an impact at the ACC level and get them playing really great right out of the gates? If not, then, you know, maybe take a bearish perspective on Wake Forest. That's the kind of things you can look at teams that have seen a lot of turnover and how the new roles are adapting. So, yeah, like you said, picking out the right teams to analyze and figuring out the ways to look at it is, is crucial with those foreign trips. Yep, I do think that we are in lockstep on this one as Jim Root does a terrific job over there at the three-man weave is joining me on the podcast. And have there been any, any guys that really stood out to you? Like, I take a look at the SEC. Jacob Toppin is someone that has been able to do a nice job out there in the Bahamas. 
Trayvon Brazil, who I know that there was a lot of buzz about as being a little bit of a raw guy for Arkansas. He wound up putting up a relatively massive day on Monday. I think that he was something like 13 of 15 from the floor. So obviously that's something that is very nice to see. But have you wound up having any takeaways from guys slash teams that they have been doing a little bit of something different or you've been seeing someone really getting featured? Because the one that really came to mind for me was Trayvon Brazil because I didn't know what to expect with him going to Arkansas and right now so far so good from him. Yeah, the guy that played at my alma mater last year, Mizzou, and, and was a late bloomer as the season wore on, kind of really emerged and just seems to fit exactly what Musselman wants to do defensively there. He's mobile, he's long, he can defend different positions, can run up and down in transition despite being a big guy. It seems like he's going to be a great fit. I want to highlight Toppin because you mentioned him. That's a great call. I believe there was a tweet that showed he made like nine jump shots in one game for Kentucky and he made like 15 jump shots all last season. Dunk guy, a layup guy, offensive rebound, putback guy. So if he's really adding something to his game, that allows him to complement the interior game of Shibwe and it expands what Kentucky is capable of when Toppin's on the floor. He's, he's already a great defender. That was something I think worth noting. And then also I saw Brandon Miller for Alabama has had some monster performances as a freshman. He's kind of like Brazil at, at Arkansas, where it's a guy that really fits the scheme. He's a 6'8", 6'9", forward, can get up and down, can handle the ball a little bit, can shoot it a little bit. He's more of a perimeter guy, but he has the length to defend. It's hallowed ground to compare any wing forward at Alabama to Herb Jones, but he can at least give them that kind of versatility of defend a bunch of different positions, but also provide some ball handling, some creation on the offensive end. I was really excited to see that out of him. He's going to be a great fit for the Tide. Yep, I do think that Alabama being able to get who you mentioned before Burnett in as well, I think that that is going to be absolutely massive for them moving forward as joining me on the podcast. We do have Jim Root of the three-man weave and when it comes to just what we've been getting this college basketball season, because I know that you guys over there at the Weave, you're doing your top 40 teams. Has there been any teams that as the offseason has went along? Because really, in terms of player movement, we're going to see a couple other smaller pieces like Gerald Liddell wanted going to Detroit a couple days ago. You're going to have a few teams that they've got an open scholarship or two. They're going to be bringing you guys. But by and large, all of the player movement, it is now done. Have there been any teams that as the offseason has went along that – You've either been a little bit more bullish on or a little bit more bearish on taking a step back and being able to look at them a little bit closer. Yeah, you mentioned on Monday our number 26 team was Auburn. And I think that might kind of you know raise some eyebrows for people that remember them as a two seed. They bring back their entire starting backcourt. But the way I viewed that team last year was they excelled because of the frontcourt. They had the absolute monster generational shot blocker with Walker Kessler, that block rate is rarely going to be repeated across the sport. Pearl called him the best vertical player in the country with his shot blocking, his dunking as a, as a vertical spacer in pick and rolls, barreling down the lane as a lob threat. So without him and then obviously Javari Smith, the top three pick, his shooting, his incredible defense, he showed that right away in summer league. Uh, I think you take those two guys out. And while I like Janai Broom and, and Johan Traore has some, some promise up there, those aren't Kessler and Smith to downgrade and you're going to be really reliant on the, the backcourt that is you know capable of catching fire but also erratic so Auburn's been a team that I've been hesitant to totally buy on I'm sure they will still blow some teams out at Auburn Arena in, in the non-conference so I'm not going to be looking to fade them as a big home favorite but they are a team that as they get into SEC play I think will be 
a little lower on. On the other end of the spectrum, I continue to be really high on Butler. They're another team that's on a foreign tour right now, so they're getting a chance to jive with Thad Mata, taking over. I like what they did in the portal. They brought in a big-time shot blocker in Manny Bates, so presuming that he's going to be healthy, you add that to a couple guards that can score. Chuck Harris, I think Miles Tate, his numbers have looked solid for them abroad. Jaden Taylor, and they brought in some other versatile pieces as well. Ali Ali from Akron. So I like what Butler's put together. I love the coach. That Mata is just a tremendous coach. I believe he's had like four seasons outside of the Ken Palm Top 30 in 18 or something like that. He, he is just consistency personified. I think the Bulldogs take a big step forward. That's my long-winded answer for one team that I'm lower on and one team I'm higher on there. I like it as well, and I wanted to mention this team just briefly yesterday with Tobias Bass, and I think that they are starting to get my attention a little bit more as well, but I really like this Oklahoma team, and I feel like they're going a little bit under the radar this season, just because they did wind up making the NC, they did wind up missing the NCAA tournament last season. Even though they had the metrics to get in, but they were a little bit up and down when it came to the overall record, trying to get some of those marquee wins. But I take a look at Oklahoma. I feel like they've done a very solid job in terms of their recruitment. They bring in really two top 100 guys that I think are going to be able to help them out right away. You're number two in a Porter Mosier system that, as we know, it's a little bit more complex. It very much is slower, playing more defense. I think that that is going to be able to help them out as well. And I think that Grant Shurfield is really going to be able to do a solid job with this bunch as well, being able to come in. And I think that he is going to excel. We wound up seeing him put up big numbers in Nevada, but you can tell that it never wound up necessarily meshing with a guy like Steve Alford. But I think that Mosier, just an upgrade at the coaching spot for him. I'm not sure how you wind up feeling about Oklahoma, but out there what is going to be an absolutely brutal Big 12 I think that they've got a lot of upside. Yeah, Sherfield is clearly talented. I think there were some leadership chemistry questions with the way he impacted that Nevada team last year. I almost view it like when James Akinjo and Mac McClung left Georgetown and they went from a coach that isn't known for getting guys in line. You know, Akinjo went to Sean Miller and then to Scott Drew and really thrived. McClung was pretty solid for, for Chris Beard at Texas Tech. So, Moser, like you said, I think is a coaching upgrade uh, from Steve Alford. So if he can get the best out of Sherfield, get him to buy into the team concept. And it kind of goes with Bamisile, too, the guard that comes over from George Washington. Super productive guys at a hair lower level, but they're totally capable of being high-level Big 12 guys if Moser gets them into that scheme. You know, like you said, complex and, and is based around some big man passing. But I think it can work as long as those guys buy in. And that, that's what it's going to take. I'm, I'm curious to see early if it seems like that team has meshed or if it's a little too my turn, your turn in the backcourt, I'll be keeping a close eye on that right as the season starts. I will be as well. And I do think that buy-in is very, very key, but we never have to question buy-in with the three man. We, because you Kai and Matt, you guys are always on the same page. And even though you have suffered a little bit of an injury, Jim, I know that you're going to be firing all cylinders when it comes to this upcoming college basketball season, you do an amazing job over there with the three-man weave. And I know that since the beginning of this offseason, you have migrated from Las Vegas back to the great Midwest. So I know you're going to be hard at work this season. Love the good people at home. Another able to follow you on social media and everything that's on tap for the weave. 
Yeah, you know, at the ACL tear, I'm not going to be doing anything. All I can do is watch college basketball and update my power rankings and stuff. So I'll be turning it out this season. Yeah, we've got the, the continuation of the top 40 countdown, number 25 this morning, as you're listening to this, and then we'll continue all through daily. Uh, and then we, we'll have a few more features leading up to the season. I always do my breakdown of the futures odds. A peak at futures. I think I've done it for seven years now, and it's typically been pretty solid. There's always been some value in there, some bold picks. And our full written previews will be available in a still-to-be-announced form. It should be, I say this, I think, every time I'm on here, but it should be coming this week, uh, the announcement of, of what we'll be doing. So keep an eye out for that. That'll come from 3MW underscore CBB on Twitter, 3Man Weave Handle. That's where everything will be funneled through. So keep an eye on that handle. Less than three more months. We'll get there. Yes, sir. We are getting closer and closer to the start of the college basketball season. I know that before we wind up getting there, the three-man weave, they're going to have all their projections. I know that they're always a group that does a great job with their conference previews as well. From what I've been hearing, they're going to be a little bit different this year, but they're still going to be supremely awesome. And Jim plays a big part in that. Always love to be able to have him on the podcast. So a big thanks to Jim for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Heaps, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. If you ever have any question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Name me does not matter. As per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day on this podcast. We've got some conference previews on tap for you the next few days, so be prepared for those. And during the offseason, give you guys the news and notes of college basketball along with those previews. And then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego... Out we go, because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there, turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.